0: Hello there, this is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and again, you're listening to the Psychology Report. Today, I'd like to once again address the issue of marriage, the critical feature within our relationships, and um, it's deeply embedded within our culture, within our religious structure, within our faith, within our social relationships, in our family life. Marriage is foundational. The other day I spoke about marriage from the point of view of the husband. Today I'd like to speak about marriage from the point of view of the wife. You know, it's often been said that uh, in a marriage, it's a 50-50. You give half and she gives half. No, that's not true. That's kind of a pejorative way of talking, but it's certainly not true at all. It's when I give everything I can and everything I have and everything that is potentially possible to contribute to a marriage, I give that. And my wife gives the same. She gives everything possible that she can give to the marriage. It's 100% on both parties and by both parties. So it's a sense of saying we give everything, we give all. And our divorce rate today is often marked by people who have only given half of what they can to a marriage. Or maybe a fourth, or maybe a sixteenth, or maybe 80%, who knows. But they've only given part of what they could a marriage, and the marriage suffers, the marriage goes down, and uh, does not grow, and does not strengthen itself. So what are some of the questions, some of the expectations that a wife needs to consider in the context of her marriage? Well, first of all, what is your love language as a wife? How do you like to be loved? How do you like to have love shown to you, conveyed to you, communicated to you, behave towards you? How would you like your husband to embrace you and and convey to you his love? Well, it's important for you to convey that. It's important for you to tell him that. Don't leave it as a kind of a guessing game or a mind reading game. But let him know what your language of love is. If you like to be touched, say so. Whether it's sexual or non-sexual. If you like to be affirmed and uh, and supported verbally, say so. If you like gifts and little trinkets and various kinds of things as a the way of being loved, say so. If you like companionship, say so. If you like this kind of help-meet kind of relationship where you work together, and you help each other, and you share the chores, and so on, say so. I mean, there are different ways in which we convey our love, and what is important for your husband is that he knows the way that you like to be loved, and the way that you will feel loved, so that he can convey that to you. So, if you aren't loved, maybe it's your own fault, For not being true and being open and being communicative. So you're leaving him in a guessing game situation. And maybe that's not something that he does very well. So what is your love language as a wife in the marriage? How would you like to be loved? How do you like to be loved? And when that's fulfilled, you're a much more satisfied person in the relationship. Well, okay, number two is, what about respect? What are the things that you respect in your husband? What are the things that you respect in him? You respected in him when you first married, when you first met and then married. What is it about him that you respect? You see, men's sexuality and men's appreciation in a marriage is to feel respected and to know that they're respected and to have respect conveyed to them by their wife. And that's your job. How do you respect your wife? I mean, your husband? Tell him so. Make sure that he understands that. Make sure that he knows why you respect him, how you respect him, and convey that in a very direct and very personal kind of way. Okay, number three. You know, when you married, there was a purpose for your marriage. It wasn't just to uh, get married and uh, live happily, but it was to fulfill some particular purpose. It wasn't just maybe for family life and having children, but beyond that, what was the long-term, what was the overarching purpose For this marriage? Together were you going to engage in some kind of altruism, some kind of activity that benefits society, benefits the culture, benefits the extended family? How are you going to come together and for what purpose? That needs to be rethought and talked about together because it might even have changed over time. What's important is not so much what the purpose of the marriage was when it started, but what's the purpose of your marriage now? Take the lead. As a wife, take the lead and open that discussion and make sure that the purpose of your marriage from your point of view is the same as his point of view. And if not, you have some coming together to do on that and then get about fulfilling it. Work on it together. The lots of ways in which couples come together and a lot of reasons for which they come together. And you need to discuss that together. So you are both on the same page on that. Let me give you another question. How do you help each other? You know, a relationship, it's a help-meet relationship. You know, he helps you and you help him. And sometimes it's even, sometimes it's not even, but uh, and it balances over time. But what is the way in which you work together and help each other? Help each other in the house, doing house chores, helping outside in the yard and taking care of the car and taking care of the children and whatever it might be. How do you share the tasks How do you share the responsibilities and help each other so that not one person gets overwhelmed and overburdened and overstressed by all the tasks and all the duties that have to be fulfilled to carry on a marriage and family life? Now, it's not always balanced, but it is fair and or it can be fair, but you need to talk about it so that you have this sense of of, uh, mutual contribution of helping each other so that you both are satisfied in the relationship. And feel pleased and feel a sense of pleasure and joy in the relationship. In a similar way, let me ask another question What about the distinct roles that you play as a wife as compared to the roles that your husband plays as a husband? You know, we have different roles that kind of make something work. Any organization, people assume certain roles, and marriage, a family life, a home isn't like an organization. What are the roles that the wife assumes? What are the roles that the husband assumes? You need to talk about that so you have a very clear image of that and understanding and so you can work it, so you can build on it and live it out. So what are the roles you play? What are the roles that you're playing now that you're very satisfied with? What are the roles you're playing now that you would like to see adjusted or are too much for you or overwhelming for you or confusing or whatever it might be? That needs to be brought about. You know, how are you handling the roles within the relationship? What is your distinct role to play as a wife as compared to the distinct role or roles your husband plays in in the relationship and in your marriage? Let me ask you another question. You know, we all make um, contributions to a marriage. Not just the roles we play, but we bring to the marriage. We bring it when we first made each other and we come together as one in a marriage. Some bring financial resources, some bring more than others. Sometimes you bring skills and abilities and experiences and uh, hopes and dreams. What are those? You contribute those to the marriage. So what is your contribution as the wife, you know to the marriage? And does it complement the contributions of your husband? See, a marriage has to be complementary. Whatever you have as skills and abilities, as a wife, may be different from what your husband has, and you blend those together in a marriage so that together that you're strong. You have a strong marriage. You have a strong family life. And you represent a point of view in your community and among your friends and so on that shows that you work together and that together you're stronger than you are separate because you complement each other. If you, have your, if you have financial skills and abilities, well, that's probably the area that you really contribute to the marriage. If you are a great chef, you know, whether you're husband or wife, you contribute that, you know, to the marriage. And you strengthen the marriage and you enjoy the marriage because of the contributions you make, because of the skills you have, and based on the skills, you know, that you have. Another question. What about the corrective action? Do you take corrective action? You know, often you complain he complains, you complain. Often you're dissatisfied. You're uh, very upset over the way things are done or not done. The relationship is not particularly satisfying. There's a glitch in it somehow, many glitches, if you will. Well, the point of this is um, you take corrective action. You just talk about it. It's common in a marriage relationship that comes to me as a counselor where they say, well, we have a communication problem and you need to help us out in a communication problem. And within a matter of minutes... I discover that they don't have a communication problem at all. They clearly have communicated. What they have is a problem of implementation. They don't commit to implementing what they have talked about. They don't commit to changing what they have complained about. They don't commit to improving upon areas of agreed upon weakness and recognized weakness. It doesn't matter of who does what or for whom. It's the fact that you are in a marriage and you're both contributing to the strengthening of that marriage. Who cares what who created the problem? Who did what to whom? That's not so important. It's who's going to get us out of this mess that we're in. And how are you going to work together on that and take corrective action, one towards the other, as well as together. Communicate what the issue is, but take com- corrective action. That's what's needed. The marriages that fail Fail because there's no action. There's been many complaints, has been many discussions, there's been many statements as to what is wrong or how one wants the marriage to be different, but it lacks action, and therefore it tends to fail. Lastly, um, let me ask you this question. What is my contribution to the faith and to the development of religious roots within my marriage and within my family life? As a wife, you contribute tremendously to the enrichment of faith and religious roots of a marriage. Not always the wife's responsibility, or not necessarily only her responsibility, but in many, many marriages, it's the wife's area of major contribution, her awareness of religious sensitivities, and bringing that into the relationship as a marriage, and bringing that into the relationship as a family, so that together you bring that about a strong faith and a strong religious root so that you build on that and you grow on that and your children grow on that and you become known for that and you appreciate the religious strength that comes into a marriage and the contribution that you make to everybody in your family, your extended family, your neighbors in your church and your community and, and so on. Because out of religious roots and out of religious faith can come a rich, rich life and a strong, strong marriage. And a happy marriage, and one that exists on joy and satisfaction and uh, meaning and purpose that's fulfilled. So take the issue of faith and make sure that it's in the core of your marriage and it's the root of your marriage and on which you build your family life. Good to talk to you. Hope this has been helpful to you as a wife and certainly as a couple. And I would certainly invite you to not only listen to this one. As a wife, but listen to the one I gave the other day for husbands and vice versa. Husbands, listen to the one I gave for you, but listen to this one as well so that you get that mutual perspective of coming together and making this marriage that you have a meaningful one, a purposeful one, a strong one, and one that has outreach, one that has extension for other people to benefit and for you to derive a sense of joy and satisfaction as you live together and you appreciate each other's strength and contributions. This has been the Psychology Report with Dr. Alan Hedberg. I invite you to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Pick up a book there. There's some that would be very helpful to your marriage. And um, take a look at some of the options that are available there. Booksbyhedberg.com. Bye for now.